whoa you went no contact with your family like you don't talk to them at all nope because they're toxic as fuck are you also the villain for walking away from your toxic family in order to preserve your peace welcome to the character outs podcast where i am on a mission to normalize going no contact with toxic family welcome all you terrible people let's talk about it hello welcome back and I'd like to say a warm sort of welcome back to my voice. Um, she's trying to make her way through the dark forest of being gone for a month, which is literally the longest I've ever had laryngitis. It's crazy. I used to get laryngitis all the time when I was a teacher, but only for like a day or two. This has been insane. So and I think my biggest beef is that I can't sing. Like I'm trying to belt out my Taylor Swift songs and and my Eagle songs and I, I can't sing, but hey, let that be my biggest problem, right? Okay, so here's the deal, you guys. I had this whole episode planned, written out. I mean, back even before I lost my voice, just bullet points, beautiful episode that I was going to record today. And I'm just gonna, I don't know how else to say it. It's been a shit couple of weeks for me. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, you want to know what? I'm not going to record that episode today. I'm going to get on here and just kind of tell you guys and share with you guys uh, what's been going on. And mostly because I want you guys to know that I'm in it with you. You know, I'm not this healed person sitting on my high horse giving you all this advice on my podcast because I have all of my shit together. And I realized this week, you know what? Like this no contact with toxic family, not having a mom or a dad. For me, not having a mom and a dad and a sibling that I can talk to, sometimes it gets really fucking overwhelming. So I just needed you guys to know, like I'm, I'm in it too. I'm not sitting here spewing out advice. And yes, I've been no contact with my mother for four years. No, sorry, my mother for three years, my father for four years. And maybe there are some of you who are just going no contact, or maybe there are some of you who have been no contact for 10, 20 years, you know, and it, we learn lessons along the way. And that's just it. Like I just needed to get on here and just kind of show my humanity a little bit. Like the past couple of weeks have been terrible. I have gleaned lots of things and I feel as terrible as it was, I do feel stronger. You know, it's like after you work out, right? You feel so weak in the moment and you feel like you can't carry on and then your muscles feel better and you're like, ah, oh, okay. I'm feeling good. I'm healing. So still working through the healing process of everything, but you know, I'm, I'm in it with you. And one of the things, as I look back on the past couple of weeks, the ups and the downs, I realized that this no contact journey is so similar to the ocean, to the uncertainty of the seas, right? Sometimes the ocean, you can step right into the ocean and lay on your back and the waves just carry you up and down and it, you hear the white waves just lapping in your ear and you might hear some birds and you feel the warmth of the sun and oh, it's just peace and serenity and joy and you know sometimes on our no contact journey 
moments in life, seasons of life, years of life, in fact, that's what it feels like because we don't have the toxicity. We don't have the gaslighting. We don't have the manipulation. We don't have the control. And we feel this peace and serenity. And then there are other times that the fucking hurricane moves in and we're still out on the ocean. We're still no contact. So the waves are coming at us. The sun is gone. The rain is coming down, pelting us. And we're holding on to a piece of driftwood all by ourselves. And listen, I've got the most supportive husband that anyone could ever ask for. I have the most amazing children who've been so loving and caring and what can I do for you, mom? I'm here to talk if you need. And I have beautiful friends who have been reaching out to me. And But here's the thing. Sometimes you just want to talk to your mom. Sometimes you just want to talk to your dad. Sometimes you just want to talk to your brother or your sister. And if you're like me, that's not an option. So not only are you dealing with the waves of this situation, whatever is coming at you, you're dealing with the emotion of fuck. Wouldn't it be nice if I could just call my mom, call my dad, and ask them their advice? And I had that so many times this week. You know, I just had that fuck. I wonder what my mom would say. She usually had really good advice. And isn't, isn't that shitty about the narcissist? Like, hey, you're kidding. Some, like my, my mother, like she had really good fucking advice. And I just, I can't. Or like, I'm going to get emotional. Even calling my dad, like just having him say to me, you're going to make it. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes ahead. It's going to be okay, baby. You're a great mom. You're doing great. Like, we don't have that. And as many people and as many friends and f- friends, you know, from the four corners of the world, people I haven't talked to in 20 years have been, they've been reaching out to me and what can we do for you? And we're here for you. And, you know, my inbox has been blowing up, but that, that, that hole that we feel because we have parents that are alive, but we can't turn to them. And so it's, it's again, you're dealing with now the circumstances all by yourself. And then the self-doubt comes in and you're like, this is overwhelming and I don't know how I'm going to get through it, but you do. So I just, I really felt the need to come on here and just be brutally honest because there are times when we have our shit together and there are times we don't have our shit together and we learn from each one. You know, I feel, I personally feel like we learn more from the storms than the serene. Personally, I feel, even though it sucks to go through the storms, but that hit me this past couple of weeks. Like, goddamn, like this, it's a journey. And you never know when the seas are going to get rough in life. And it's, it's, it's all you. And not only is it all you, for me, the, the voices and the negative comments of my mother, they're lessened now. They, they're faint now because I've been no contact with her for so long. You know, but for those of you who just went no contact and you're in the midst of your first storm and you're hanging on to that little piece of driftwood and you still hear, you're a terrible mother. 
you're never going to make it without me. You're going to fuck up your life. That sucks. And my heart goes out to you because now you have that aspect to be dealing with. You've got the whispers of your toxic family making you doubt yourself and you have the storm of circumstances and you don't have anyone to turn to. And recently I've been posting on my Instagram and I've been saying, my DMs are open. My email is open. And I had someone comment like, are you serious? Your DMs are open? Yeah, they are. And it may take me a day or two to get back to you, but my DMs are open. Why? Because we're a community. And while we're a large community, when you're in the midst of no contact, when you're on your no contact journey, your spouse, your friends, I venture to say they don't fucking get it. And they can be a very good support system. They don't fucking get it. I get it. So again, I'm going to say here on the podcast, if you are struggling, email me, characteroutspodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at characteroutspodcast because I don't want you to feel alone because that's that makes everything worse. And I don't want you to feel alone. I want you to feel empowered. And I'm here if you need a friend. Again, I'm not a therapist. I fall. I go through the same shit that you do. But I'm a friend who gets it. So I'm here. You know, it's the beauty. And I always say, and I've had friends say to me, oh, you should go back to school and be a therapist. Or you should, you know, take some coaching classes and, and be a mental health counselor or a coach. And I'm like, no, that's that's not me. And it's freeing. And I've said this before on other podcasts. It's freeing because I just can speak from a place of being a survivor and a friend. So I can say fuck. And here's the best part. I don't have to be okay all the time. And let me tell you, the past couple weeks, I have not been okay. Um, so I can't go into detail, into great detail about what started this whole chain of events. But I can tell you this, something happened with my 15 year old and we found ourselves in the midst of injustice. We found ourselves crying and begging and pleading and speaking our truth and no one was listening. And I think I just have to keep it at that. But that whole thing was triggering for me. And I didn't realize it was triggering for me because I was so focused on my son. I was focused on, is he okay? But I can tell you, when I finally broke, I broke. So I felt like I'd been fighting this battle, right? It lasted for about a week where we just kept going back and forth and seeking justice, telling our truth, being rejected over and over and over again. And for trauma survivors, I don't know if you can relate out there, raise your hand if you can. We seek justice and we seek truth. And injustice and lies, they, they feel like poison. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You know, when you've been lied to your whole life and You've been bullshitted your whole life. 
you, for me anyway, and I know for a lot of you out there, you find yourself governing yourself by a strict standard. And I don't know if it's just my perfectionism personality or if that is from my childhood, but I can tell you that when we feel like our voice isn't heard, because our voice was never heard, right? Like we grew up in a house where we were told to shut up, get a grip, suck it up. That didn't happen. That didn't happen like that. You're crazy. You need serious help. So when we come out of that, to have our truth questioned, to me, I'm not sure if there's anything that hurts more. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. To be told that you might not be telling the truth and to see injustice just float down the river, I, I can't deal with it. And I just recently learned this past week that that's a trauma response. And it was so interesting to me because it, it makes total sense. You know, the, the need to be honest, the need to seek truth, and the need to seek justice. They're all trauma responses. And how beautiful, right? Like, if I'm going to have a trauma response, okay, it kind of fucked me up <laughs> the past couple of weeks. I lost a lot of sleep. I had several panic attacks, which I have not had in the past. But I found myself having to recenter as I'm speaking to people who are attacking me questioning me, questioning my son. And I found myself, because I've dealt with now narcissists, now I'm not saying that the people that I was dealing with are narcissists per se. I don't know them well enough. Um, but it sure gave me those vibes where I had to, I, I felt like there was lots of gaslighting going on and I had to refocus and recenter the adults in the room and say, no, this is our truth. This is our story period. And they would spin it. Nope. This is our truth. This is our story, period. So that was, that was what the week looked like. And I found myself, you know, you know, you're in this adrenaline race, right? And then you finally get to a place where that adrenaline has subsided and we did get justice, just so you know. They did finally believe our truth. And that feels really good. I actually had people along the way just say, oh, just shut up. Just, just, just shut up. Just like, just let it go. Like, no, I'm not going to let it go. That's not my personality. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not okay with injustice. I'm not okay with lying. I don't govern myself that way. Um, yeah. I just thought that was funny. Just like people just, oh, just, just shut up. Just stop. Just, just get over it. No. And maybe that, that fiery fight is also a trauma response, you know, where mm -mm, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep talking. We're going to keep pressing for truth. We're going to keep pressing for justice when we don't see justice happening. So yeah, that was fun. I was like, wait, um, you don't know me very well. I'm not going to shut up. But there's fallout to all that anxiety because you're, you're uh, for me, I was just kind of running and running and running. And the, the emotions felt very akin to me trying to speak my truth as a child and not being heard. 
you know, it felt that way. And there's so many times in life where I have to literally say to myself, um, you're not 12. You are a 47 year old woman who has successful relationships, is raising beautiful young men and women, and you're not 12. Speak your truth. You're not in trouble. I have to, t- have to like tell myself that, especially especially in those situations where you feel like your truth is being attacked. So, you know, we, we spent the week pretty much fighting and running and running, emotionally running. And Friday hit and justice had been served. Justice is being served. And it was interesting. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was sitting at, 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 the, at the counter with my husband and we were talking and I kind of went like... And I took a deep breath and he was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, why? What What made you say that? He was like, well, you just took a, a deep breath. And I was like, oh yeah, like it, it's, I've had to be, I've had to do that like throughout the day, all week <laughs> to get through what, what we've gone through. You know, it's, it was my coping skill. It was my way of just taking it in and cleansing it out and moving forward because that was the only option. Just, we we had to keep walking. After that kind of intense storm, the waves eventually settle. And I just felt like I was still dealing with, you know, the anxiety of it. I was still carrying it. My son still carries it. He's still carrying the anxiety of what happened. I'm still carrying his and my anxiety over what happened. But the storm ended. But we still carry the fallout because the storm feels especially oppressive because we didn't really have, for me, I I didn't really have any help. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was just speaking my truth and begging people to hear us. Like that's all I was doing. And I know this sounds very vague and I apologize for that. It's just so vague. I have to keep it vague, but you know, you get, you, you storm passes and then you wake up and, and the sun is shining again. You know, and you find yourself like, okay, the storm's passed, it's over. And for me, yes, the storm is over, but again, and it still sucks that I had to walk that by myself. It sucks. So the following week, again, Monday, I think it was like Tuesday, and I broke again. You know, this time it was, I'm here all alone. I can't call my dad. I can't call my mom. So I've had so many cleansing cries over it all. And do I have any profound advice? I wish I did. I survived. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. And I say that with complete candor, with complete honesty, just letting you guys know that sometimes surviving is enough. I know that I cried a lot. I know that I breathed deeply a lot. And I know that I made it. And I know that I didn't reach back to the toxicity because I know better. Because if I think my life is chaotic now, I reach back to that narcissistic mother. Ooh, shit. She may give me momentary good advice, but she will destroy my soul in the end. So going back to the aftermath of a, sto- of a storm, right? So I had this shitty storm. I had been beaten down by the waves coming out of it. And I had my four-year-old's little preschool graduation. And things had been so chaotic. Like, I I totally missed the email that there was even a preschool graduation. So my husband had plans. My daughter had plans. Like, everyone was everywhere. And so I went by myself. Listen, that's another beautiful, like, I'm very independent. I can show up anywhere by myself. So that wasn't it. So 
showed up to his little graduation thinking I was totally fine, right? Like it was an okay morning. I wasn't thinking about the past, you know, what had just happened. I wasn't dwelling. I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. Like I wasn't sad. I was just kind of, I think, decompressing, but I was fine. So I walk in and it's this beautiful day and I park my car and I walk up by myself and I just see families everywhere and grandmothers and grandfathers and aunts and uncles and everyone's just dressed in their beautiful dresses. Springtime is here, getting coffee and donuts like fucking nothing. (laughs) And I realized I had tears streaming down my face. I had forgotten my fucking sunglasses in the car, but I wasn't about to go back now. And my heart just started racing and I was like looking around and I'm not going to lie, you guys. My first thought was, I got to get out of here. I got to go back to the car. I got to get, I, I, I got, I can't, I can't do this. I cannot do this. But then what do we do as moms? Take a deep breath. You can do this. So I kept walking. I, I'm pretty sure like everyone at my son's school thinks I'm a complete asshole (laughs) and I'm Wednesday Adams because I literally just walked by everyone and went into the tent and was like, I I just need to sit down. Like I I just need to sit down. I need to be in my, my little world right now. And there were water bottles on all the chairs. And I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Like, are they giving us water? Are they, are they saved? Like, I I just like, you know, those moments where like, you can't even fucking deal with that. Like, ah, so I made my way to the second row all the way on the left. And I, I just took a seat and this lady turned around and she was like, oh, you know, my daughter and her family are there and there's only two seats. And I said, well, it's just me. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And super, super sweet, right? And then she turns around and says to me, she was like, oh, honey, there's coffee and cake, lots of yummy things over there. I was like, thank you. And again, like tears, like still, like eyes are red. I had managed to dry the tears from my cheeks. Like, you know, no fucking sunglasses. Fuck my life. Like here I am. And then she turns around. I said, you know, thank you. Like she was very sweet. And then she turns around again and she goes, oh, you know, as as I said, thank you for offering. She goes, oh, you know, it's just, it's just the mother and me, you know, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, actually, I don't know. I didn't say that, but again, here come the tears. Take a deep breath. Why am I here? I'm from here for my son. You put a smile on, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. But it's those fucking moments, you know, where I'm literally, I'm so sorry I'm being emotional, you guys. But I'm surrounded by everyone else's family. And some other mom is talking to me. It's not my mom. Can't talk to my mom. You know what? It's those moments. And I sat there in my chair and... And I was like, oh my God, I'm like the gap generation because my mom didn't fix it. My grandmother didn't fix it, but I'm fixing it and I'm dealing and feeling emotions 
that my mom didn't feel. And I'm dealing with and feeling emotions that my daughter and my sons will never feel either because I'm breaking it. I'm that gap generation. Here I am, you know, as, as sweet and beautiful and, and, and my daughter's 22, I'm not going to overwhelm her with all of this heavy shit. She doesn't need it. And I don't have a mom to rely on. It's me. It's me again in the ocean holding on to my piece of driftwood and waiting for the storm to pass. You know, and as soon as as soon as my little baby took the stage, you know, it was bliss and he was adorable. But just it it just it's those constant reminders and and even this podcast, you know, it's like <laughs> I just sat there. I was like, Welp, more content. Like fuck my life. Like, am I getting more content because I started a podcast or what? <laughs> But that's the other reason that I woke up this morning and I'm like, I I can't speak from a place of power today. I can speak from a place of brokenness. I'm still broken. And I can speak from a place of it's going to be okay and keep going. And I'm just, whether you believe in God or not, I do. And I I was just sitting there and when when that, that hit me of I'm the gap generation, it's a beautiful place to be. And if I'm going to do, if there's anyone who's going to do it, it's, it's going to be me. And I'm, I'm thankful. I was thankful that I was alone, you know, and I got home of course. And, and my daughter's like, why did you tell me I would go? And my husband's like, oh, I'm so fucking annoyed. Like I could have moved my meeting and I could have been there and everyone was annoyed that they couldn't be there. But like, I feel like God put me there alone. Like he, he's like, no, you're going to do this yourself. You're going to walk here. You're going to walk in. And you're going to feel all these feels and it's going to help heal you. Then this morning when I woke up, I was like, well, maybe, maybe my listeners need to hear this too. Maybe my listeners need to know I'm in it with you. And there's going to be times you're going to feel really, really strong and really, really good. And there's other times that you're going to feel like what the actual fuck is happening. So like I said before, you know, my DMs, my email is open. I don't want any of you to feel like you're doing it wrong. You know, this no contact journey, we don't have a blueprint. We don't have a blueprint for breaking toxic generational cycles. We don't fucking know. And guess what? The blueprint that we're making right now, the information that we're gleaning right now, the knowledge that we're getting right now, prayerfully, we're not even going to have to fucking pass it down, you know, because we're setting our children up with healthy interactions. We're not manipulating them. We're not controlling them. We are not exhibiting narcissistic behavior to them. So like we're essentially creating this whole fucking, you know, help what to do. It's to help us and to help each other and to help people who are going to come up behind us and feel alone like I felt when I started this no contact journey. And, and it's funny when, when the pandemic hit, I remember thinking, okay, well, when was the last pandemic? And I think it was, was the Spanish flu, right? I hope I don't sound totally ignorant for saying that, but I think it was. And I remember laughing. I'm like, why the fuck didn't they like 
tell us what to do. Like, write, write, put it in a put it in a book, put it on a write it on a wall. Like, why didn't someone tell us how to handle this, right? And that's my hope for this podcast. I hope that this information lives on. And even if someone finds this five, 10 years later down the line and you feel encouraged and you feel empowered, like that's that's my mission. I don't want anyone to feel alone. And you're not always going to get it right. You're going to fuck up. You're going to mess up. But guess what? Like give yourself some grace. Give yourself the permission to cry when you need to. Give yourself permission to not know what the fuck you're doing. And also pat yourself on the back for even continuing to take these steps forward because you're making a difference. You're making a difference. And that's it. That's all I got for today. And I appreciate all of you. And I'm here. You are not alone. If no one has told you lately, it's not you. It never has been. And you, you're not alone on this journey. I'm in it with you. And there's so many, a community of others who are in it and we're in it together and we're figuring it out as we go, you know, the healthiest way that we can. So cheers till next time, guys.